As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Now, do you know what I'd like? I'd like if they redid it all with live animals. <laughs> and what, 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 with strings attached to them. Dance, puppet. <laughs> and, they, and they get Morgan Freeman to do the commentary. There's a rat called Radis. He's a leader of the bunch. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Ferals Podcast. I'm your host, Monkey Boy, and I'm joined by Swinney and Mike Hawk. <laughs> All right, so this is episode two, The Ghost of Ironbark Lil. Um, I don't know, did anyone have some initial thoughts when they were watching this episode? First of all, are the episodes actually named? Because I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one, this one's called The Ghost of Ironbark Lil, which I thought was quite interesting. That's a pretty random name. It doesn't apply to this episode at all. What <laughs> Does it mean about? anything? <laughs> we'll find out. I don't out. know, I haven't watched the episode. <laughs> I mean, besides what it actually is, does it? Does it? Is there some sort of hidden connotation, some sort of euphemism that I'm not aware of? Well, I don't get the Lil part. Like Iron Bark, I guess you know, is the whole thing about later in the episode. Spoiler that uh, it's all all a story made up by one of the koala characters. Um, So I guess that's the Iron Bark, but I don't get the Lil. I don't know. Do Mm. you guys get that? No. I think it's time to move on. Yep, I still don't get the joke from the last episode. <laughs> I, think, so. I think we yeah. are defeated, and let's just accept that they've chosen a random name and move on. Very well then. Well, well, my like initial impressions of this episode is that it's just like the whole episode was really dark, like kind of literally and figurative, figuratively. It's just I don't know. I don't know if you guys thought the same. Yeah, no, it was. In, in every single was, aspect, including the fact that I had to turn the brightness up on my, my monitor to see it properly. <laughs> it was definitely what you'd probably call the horror episode. Um, I guess we'll see if there's any other episodes that incorporate similar, you know, techniques. But uh, no, it was... Mm. I thought it was... Yeah, you're right. It was pretty... I think it was pretty much all at night beyond a couple of scenes, so... Mm. 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 So I guess the the episode opened up with them trying to scheme a way so that they can still stay in the shed which is going to be the premise of the show um and i did like how the episode opened with them with radis and 
Medigliana debating about if Joe's going to end up in a terrible accident. Yeah, a they, terrible they were, they were accident. trying to get him into a terrible accident, yeah. And I, I just love, oh. you know, the education value for the kids where they decide not to because they're going to get caught, not that it's the right or <laughs> wrong thing Exactly. What did we learn last week? Hmm, let's be dishonest. What are we going to learn this week? How can we kill someone? <laughs> and get away <laughs> no with it. I wonder you turn out so Luke. I <laughs> know. Oh, it's just, uh, you know, it's just every week we're, we're learning a new thing. Yep. <laughs> and also another point that Swinney uh, had in the last episode with the random violence, like totally unnecessary. They go to slam the shed door closed and Darren gets his head slammed. <laughs> just a bit of light comic relief. Speaking of Darren, yeah. so, so just a sec, uh, it, it's D-E-R-R-Y-N, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I've got a friend called Darren, D-A-R-R-I-N. I've got another friend called yep. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N. And there's this other dude I know, Darren, D-I-R-E-N. Is it an Australian thing to just randomly <laughs> mix letters up and come up with new names? All their names aren't really very common names, so I wouldn't put too much stake in that one. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. Besides Keith. I'm sure Darren, yeah. Darren Luke might have a bit of insight on this. If he doesn't, then I'll put him up for something. Um, Darren probably has some link to, you know, some kind of <laughs> meaning to it, but um, maybe we'll discover that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's like the equivalent of, you know, um, like a Bevan for the Kiwi market. Mm. Like, it's <laughs> just a completely bogan name. So I don't even know if there's a correct spelling of it, to be honest. I wonder if our one and only Kiwi listener is called that. <laughs> Please send Dear. us some, some mail. Well, I still think his accent's a Kiwi accent. What's interesting, and this might provide some insight, is that Darren Hinch, it's spelt exactly the same way. Ah. And Just on a, on a random side note, I actually saw him across the road from where I live the other day. Did you swear at him? D- no, no. <laughs> well, I just remember that he had his whole, you know... Uh, you know, his, his illness mm-hmm. and you oh, know, okay. he's on the men's, but he's just back to his his old fine form now. Excellent. Well, quite, quite large individual. From the little uh, little thing that popped up in Google, Darren Hinch was actually born in New Zealand. So... Ah, it's The dots are connected. It's a big conspiracy we're uncovering now, yeah. <laughs> 20 years in the making. So yeah, this episode, it's it's quite a strange one, I think, because it's like in terms of it, the plot line and everything, it was set up quite quickly and then just revolved around this this concept of a ghost and the ghost stories. So it, it starts off with uh, Robbie and Leonard doing a seance and trying to do ESP. Like, I, I thought that was so weird at well, the start of the episode. I don't mm. know what you guys thought. I think uh, if you notice, though, it was very like tantric lighting. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I, I, we've I already know, maybe... established nothing's happening between them. Well, what I figure is. <laughs> oh, his this, friend zone, that's right. Mm-hmm. This was his attempt to make a play out of the friend zone and make a conversion. Oh. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to go for the touchdown, but obviously it failed. But did they actually. Were they lighting the room with Bunsen burners? <laughs> it seriously <laughs> looks like, like it. I didn't Bunsen even notice burners. that. <laughs> now, if that was the case. Because it definitely wasn't a candle. 
that is awesome because it links to the whole science. That is know, pretty cool. Yeah. Student characters. I thought that was fantastic. Mm. Well, you know what the thought that I just had because I watched the episode a couple of times is that in one scene, Robbie is predicting what you know the cards are that Leonard's holding up, and I don't mm. think it was like a joke. I don't think it was, you know, that they were like, "Oh, in on it," like when they were talking to Joe. But nothing was made out of that in the entire episode. It was just like, oh, she's got ESP, move on. Yeah, it's probably just shit well, writing. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, I noticed that. Robbie is the only character that really seems to be portrayed pretty much always in a positive light in the whole show so far. There's, mm. She doesn't seem to... She always has the best ideas. Nothing she's done has kind of failed. Mm. Um, so I think it's showing that essentially... Because she's the good character along with Renard, uh, Leonard, is that, you know, she's good and she can do these kind of things and they just, you will probably see a lot more of it, I reckon, in the future episodes. That'd be good. I reckon that's an interesting theme because if you look at the women in the show, they're kind of the ones that have the smarter ideas and like a generally nicer Except, yeah. or... I was going to say smarter like, ideas, except for Mixie with that one. They're Although definitely she's nicer. portrayed as the much no, she's nice. smarter of the lot. Well, you, you know, we, yeah. we talked about the writer Whereas last week. the guys week. are either dumb or really deceptive. Like, Joe and Radis are super deceptive. Leonard's not too bad. And Darren he, and Keith. Well, he's a bit weird. He's, like, a bit naive, though, I guess you could say. Yeah. Do you guys think well, it's got something naive. to do with, with the, the fact that the show was actually created by a couple of women, if I'm not mistaken? Could be. So that's Could not be. to say that the writer in- intentionally, you know, try to put portray them in a better light, but I, I think it's an awesome dynamic. Works really, really well. I think we'll you should have write to a bring thesis the writers. on that one, Miha. You should, <laughs> you know, get a doctorate based on the, you know, gender issues as portrayed through the nineties <laughs> kids show. <laughs> I reckon we got to bring them onto the show and and ask them. Interview them. You know that so would that be really be... cool. That would. That, I. I wouldn't be surprised if they would agree to it. I we, mean, we once we get two wouldn't. or more viewers slash listeners, I think we've we've got we've got a shot at this. <laughs> it's gonna happen, that, man. Ca- it's gonna happen. <laughs> in that in that case, we uh, should probably gloss over any plot holes we find. Although, I think uh, this show revels in plot holes. It just it sees yeah. them and laughs well, at them and moves over. <laughs> biggest plot hole that I found when watching this was in the first episode no one really knew each other besides i guess the ferals they knew robbie uh and leonard well, but apart in, from everyone knowing everyone well, from joe, yeah besides joe was, uh, yeah <laughs> okay besides joe everyone knew each other anyway joe comes in and it's it's as if they were best friends since you know there were three did you notice that like there was no oh it's him again or oh what's joe doing here oh it's that dickhead it was just Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hey, yeah, blah, 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 which is really weird. I think that's probably because they didn't want to bother wasting any more time on that. They yeah. just wanted to yeah, that, get the setup from the first episode and be able to just run with it. Mm. So, but I know what you're saying. They, It did seem like we missed out of like 10 months of a- back history. About that, yeah. Because suddenly Joe seems, he seems... A bit different in this episode than the first one. He seemed a lot more cocky normal? in the uh, yeah. He, he the was more tame in this one, more normal, more I don't know, approachable and relatable. <laughs> Didn't he seem like such more a tame. dick? Well, 
Yeah, I actually did like a little bit of digging just to make sure that it was, you know, what's the production order? What was the intended order versus what was actually broadcast? Because that's of, often different. What'd you uncover, Sherlock? Um, you know, <laughs> I couldn't find, like, I mean, this is a show that's not even on DVD. So I was going to say, you didn't find information about, about the production order of the Ferals episodes? <laughs> I'm shocked. Call well, what I did notice is in, in the Wikipedia entries... There's a couple of episodes that don't have synopsis, hmm. so we'll have to go in there and add them ourselves. Okay. Once okay. we've watched the episodes, so some yeah, good will come with us um, after all. We'll attempt to do it and watch the uh, Wikipedia vultures go. Source, source, you need a source. <laughs> well, you know the 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 one observation that I've had, like just watching it, is the show seems to rely on like Deus Ex Machina concept where. You know, Leonard's created something and it just saves the day. Yeah. Or it's just like, oh, thank God I have this. Oh, and then the, the the episode ends. And I was like wondering if this was going to be a, a general theme in this show. And now we're two for two. Like, and you know, we're not we're not going to ruin the ending of the episode, but it's there's no ghost. It exactly. <laughs> yeah, the shock. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, I and it's kind of like Shutter Island. It was left open to interpretation. Hey, that, that's true. That's don't true. get don't get me started um, on that film. <laughs> well, oh, oh, one thing I do want to say is with Joe and how he mentions how expensive his shirt is. It was ninety dollars. I actually punched it into the RBA's inflation calculator. Oh my god, how much is it now? Works out to be one hundred and fifty three dollars. That that right that now. makes sense. That's roughly how much shirts are. That's an expensive. Well, shirt, it's an expensive man. shirt. But when I was a corporate wanker, I used to buy one hundred and fifty dollars shirts. When <laughs> you just. That's just a corporate idiot. You can buy thirty, forty dollars. Yeah. I, I was that. I was that. You can, but Luke, it's, it's it's not one hundred percent Egyptian it's about cotton. How much you? It's about how much you spend on the shirt and tell other people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, don't don't worry. Exactly. I punch myself multiple times for that. Does it have re- like little logos on the outside of it? It had embossed, uh, embossed everything. It, it was one hundred percent Egyptian cotton. God knows how many ply and thread count. There are good shirts. <laughs> ply and thread count. It's, it's not bed linen. It's a shirt. I don't think the thread count is. Yep. Could you wrap a baby in it? I, I'm, I used to care about the thread count. You could wrap anything were you in planning it. On, then, eh? Were you planning on putting that in your will to your future children? No, I think I ended up using them as uh, spare rags for my motorbike now. Okay. <laughs> I care about my bike, oh, right? I, I care glad you about said them. motorbike. Yeah, no, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> all right, I think we need to move on with the. I use tissues, all right? I use tissues. It's more environmentally okay. friendly. I have to edit this out now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so the gang, the ferals, they they come up with an idea to give Joe a present instead of creating a terrible accident for him, um, and then obviously, you know. Darren, he wants his... What was it? He'd buried his dinner and it got mixed up and instead of having flowers, they were going to give him flowers. It ended up being some like raw meat that's been decomposing for a few days. Okay, okay. And it destroys raw, Joe's show. Raw meat. Really? Raw meat? I'm pretty it sure looks it was like raw sh- meat, wasn't it? It looked like shit. I, I don't think it was shit. <laughs> it was greeny, browny, but I don't know what it was. It was now, definitely I off. Think they, yeah, it was, it was meant to... Was their plot... Because they think that kind of thing smells good, 
like, uh, sorry, the flowers smell bad that they were going to give it to him. What, like, I'm a bit confused. Were they wanting to give him flowers? Or were yeah. they wanting to give him... Yeah, no, no, no. They were trying to give him the flowers. They wanted to give him flowers. They, <clears throat> they screwed up, and Did, by mistake, they gave they him food. Is it because they thought flowers smelt bad? Is no, that, like, no they, were, they were trying to give him the flowers to, to be nice. Why? They were trying to give him flowers to be nice to him as, as a gift. They were trying to be nice. But they screwed up, and what? by mistake, they gave him the food. See, I'm still in the mindset they came... They started the episode saying... Oh, maybe we should, you know, have him have an accident, and then suddenly they're going to give him flowers. Oh. So bizarre. <laughs> that I was just, Plan B. Yeah, that was exactly that was Plan B. <laughs> Let's be nice. I thought they were going to give him a present that was like going to do something bad to him. That's why I was really confused. No. Plan A will kill him. No, Plan like B me- will give him flowers. <laughs> no, it's like with me and and my fiance. You know. It's like plan A for Valentine's Day, push her off a bridge, and then I think I can't get away with it, so I give her flowers. That makes sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense. I'm it's sure she's pe- going to appreciate that line. <laughs> probably, probably the only listener we'll have. In that scene plan A, where, freedom. Um, plan B, b- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. <go. laughs> in, in the scene where they try to give Joe the present, I loved how. Mixie fell off the uh, the windowsill and it was crushed by the yeah. present. And the whole time she's like, "Not helping her out." It was it was perfect. I loved it. And then suddenly she starts getting hanged. It's like, oh my god! Oh yeah, that that I did want to mention that that was so crazy as she was getting choked by this present. And it was never really brought to that much attention. But I was just like, this is disturbing. Yep. She's getting choked and they're all like pulling at her and choking her. Remember, it's a kid's show. When, when the present was on her, can a puppet overact? Because it was like massive. Over- it was just bizarre, that whole scene. I loved it. It was awesome. It was good. <laughs> it was funny. Hey, this talking, is about overact- yeah. talking about overacting... Um- when uh, Darren, late after this scene, uh, and he's like, oh, I want my dinner back, and then they just start having a go at him, and then he just, like, conks out. Mm. Oh, yeah, what was up with that? That was weird. <laughs> I pretty, if I remember correctly the from my, ch- my childhood, this is going to be a common thing that happens all the time. Right, just blacks out. If, if, oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty certain it's, like, one of these character traits. I could be wrong, but I just love how when he first does it, he kind of, like, goes up for a second like stiff and then just drops backwards <laughs> the puppetry is stiff actually man. really really well done <laughs> it's awesome i love it yeah that was funny that was funny um and so yeah obviously robbie and leonard they were they were into this esp and all this kind of spooky stuff and that's the theme of the episode um so then i can't even remember how did it work was it the ferals started talking to keith your your yes, favorite character, they Swinney? did, yes, yeah. So they were talking to him. You mean and Kevin? Did he bring up? You hey, mean Kevin? He brought up the story. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, aka Keith. Who brought up the story? Keith. Keith did. He came. He Keith came up with the story. You, you yeah, could yeah. tell straight away that he's talking shit because of all the ums and ahs. Well, obviously it's a ghost story, <laughs> but, but what I liked, <laughs> it was an extremely Australian mention where he's saying it was a bush ranger that got the the gunpowder confused with the flower. While making damper, as one does, that was awesome. <laughs> and it was just like such what, a like what's a little throwaway line. Uh, being well, being the okay, immigrant so, that uh, I am, what is what, what's that? Okay, so it's an unleavened 
loaf or cake of flour and water baked in wood ash. Oh. Ooh, somebody, so, somebody had that prepared. <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually, we used to have so that's those. kosher. We used to that's have those when kosher. I was a kid as well. And you, you could have that during Passover. Right. Um, yeah, we used to have it, like, you know, if you ever went to camp or whatever, and it was just, oh my God, this is terrible, this stuff. It's because your mom like, couldn't uh, afford proper food. Th- <laughs> yeah, when I say camping, I meant, you know, in our backyard, in our house. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it's Bush Ranger bread, so you can have it with a billy. Okay. See, we're we're not just uh, a bunch of people talking shit. We we're educational as well. It's educational. We've learned about inflation mm-hmm. and damper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the ferals, you know, they hear this story about this uh, bush ranger that exploded, and now I guess is haunting the place, and they concoct an idea to trick Joe into like believing that the ghost is there and Darren is you know going to say keep the ferals staying there what I thought was weird about this was that he did not like as soon as he walked in he was like I don't believe this this is this is just crap he just like that he walks in and he goes this is this is crap what they're saying later in the episode he hears another story about it and he just believes it completely that this poorly written note is written by was written by a ghost or written by the bush ranger that died. But that that's do you a want po- some in, do you want some expert insight? Yeah. Yeah, I want some expert insight. He's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that makes why sense. Why does he see through but, one thing and not the other? Because he's an idiot. But hang on a minute. <laughs> he was at one stage he was reading the ghost stories out of that book and I could swear yeah. he was referencing that particular ghost. But would he, why would he have done that if it wasn't in the book? Or was it actually in the book? But it couldn't have been in the book because Keith was talking shit. So, I didn't get that part. No, no, but Radis and Moddy, they put the note in there. Oh, God, when did I miss that? <laughs> I, like, I like how this is like the most simple show and we, we just and we watch hey, it dude, multiple dude, times I, and we miss, miss out on clear I things. still, my, my head is still stuck on that joke, okay? I still can't yeah, that get joke from last that week. joke from last week. That was that was so weird. I don't get that. Someone's got to like tweet us, please God, someone tweet us what what the answer to that joke is. Now you know how Joe, when he starts believing, it, he's like, "Oh my God, I've researched this." You know, the Australian Ghost Association says this and this and this and this. Yeah. <laughs> now I actually did a bit of research to see if there was such an Australian Ghost Association. Of course, there was. Now, be. yeah. These are some of the associations that came up on the first couple of rankings of, you know, what I was searching for. We have Ghost Hunters of Australia. Okay. The (laughs) Australian Paranormal Society. Okay. The Australian Parapsychological Research Association. The Australian Ghost Hunters Society, aka the Castle of Spirits. And this one that I've linked in the chat. So if you go and have a look at this website very The quickly, Professional Idiot Society. <laughs> first thing oh, you will notice, pretty- it is a tripod website. Which, if we remember <laughs> our early days of web design... Oh, I remember them very is- well. <laughs> tripod still exists? Does Geocity <laughs> still exist? Angel Fire? Did you go... Have you guys gone to the website yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid Did you- that... Did you notice a very odd sound that played when you loaded yeah, the yeah, page? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> Every single time you click on a page on this website, it plays that bizarre wow. sound. It is so strange. 
But what I thought was pretty funny, if you <laughs> go down the list of names, there's one that says Jackie Streak. Okay. Like about eight eight names down. If you yep. click on that, I thought that this message was pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry. Every single time you click a page, it plays that sound. <laughs> um, now, what it seems to be, these people are actually, they're stating what, uh, you know, some spooky thing that's happened to them. And this one, actually, I thought was pretty funny. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I love it says, Heard voices on my children's baby monitor, which, spelt W-I-P, T-C-H sounded, dis- sounded disembodied Now the voice sounded disembodied Okay Kids toy well, asked Given the fact that it's on a is- speaker Yeah I'd say it's disembodied <laughs> Kids toy asked Where is Ray The toy isn't able to ask where is <laughs> Seen shadows <laughs> I couldn't explain <laughs> Um uh, Well so these this are the, is, this is Joe's people right here. Clearly, oh He's, god, uh, this is this website's gold. We'll be putting it in the show notes. Like I just clicked on one that says Scott Daniels, and this is it's just a one-liner, no story. But I have a pic of an angel, and angels in quotation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and the sound plays every time you click. I know it's awesome. Uh, I, I don't want right. this well, to turn actually, into a, actually, a ghost bashing session, but seriously, well, what the you hell? Know, it's, it's it's the ghost. It's the ghost episode. Hopefully, there's only one in the in the whole thirty episode run. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know we'll if be going back to that. One. We'll be going back to that website, trust me. If there is another ghost, if they even mention a ghost in an episode, I'm going to be looking at that website. We'll have to read out a story. <laughs> Every time. So so all the guys, they all... And then actually Joe catches wind that, you know... the Wait, did he did he actually work out that... The, yeah, he did. He worked out that the ferals were trying to trick him, so he wanted to trick the ferals. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, that's not dry. He, he no. concocted that he'll scare the ferals to get them out of the shed. I don't think he knew that he, they were trying to scare him, necessarily. No. Well, he went to see them when they had the crystal ball set up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know that was that's, you know, a little bit later, but essentially at that point, he that's when he concocted, when he figured out that he, they were trying to trick him uh, yeah. to get the revenge on him. He already knew it by that stage, because right. I, I love the twist in that at about the two two-third mark. The fact that he had Which this... Was what? Well, the fact that he was talking to Keith about it, and they were supposed to to create this the whole ghost thing to freak the ferals out uh, yeah to get rid of them yeah to get rid of them and that freaked the ferals out but then but then Darren was there as well cuz you know he's an idiot um and that ended up freaking the rest of the guys out so i thought that little twist was awesome i love oh, yeah. uh, and that that's when it that's when it led to this whole plot line where joe wants to make a bunch of money because there's the ghost of ironbark lil <laughs> Hmm. I love oh, um when, yeah, whenever Keith, whenever Keith is speaking with with Kylie he's like ah oh, come on Kyles it'll be a blast and he's just like ah oh, come on Kyles Kyles so Australian he's got, he's got the best voice I know yeah, I hey by the way sir so yeah sorry and, about that you know you know that uh mod mod yeah Modigliana and Keith are actually the same voice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the other thing. That I wanted to say was I did some digging on that person, uh-huh. and he's actually got like a Twitter handle that's something like that puppet guy. Oh wow! 
or the, or the puppeting <laughs> guy or something like awesome. that. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> that that's is awesome. awesome. That is really cool. Um, yeah, he's really funny. So does, has he done Joe, other shit since then? Sorry, has he done anything else? Since yeah, he's done then, some other know? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he still does it professionally. Actually, awesome. Um, earlier in the episode, just after Joe's like talking about the Ghost Association, he he said to Robbie, "This was so bizarre." When he's like, "We'll dress you up in Victorian glow." clothes and you can sing ballads in japanese <laughs> yeah i did not get so that. like <laughs> i think this show has a knack for just throwing random things out there yeah pretty just sure the makers as, were like, on drugs this absurdist humor that it's like it's put out there and then they just move on and it, you're left thinking what, what? Well, you know, like, and I, I got another example of that. And you know how, like, a lot of movies these days, like Pixar movies, you know, the Shrek movies, all that kind of stuff, they're trying to appeal to adults and to kids. So there's jokes that go over kids' heads. I think this show, they kind of, like, have jokes. They go over kids' heads, but they're just, like, it's not even, like, right. It's, like, you shouldn't <laughs> ha- have a joke like that in they a kids' show. They go over or our heads. something like that. We've got, like, 30-plus well, yeah. years of experience of life each, and it still goes over <laughs> my head. <laughs> almost 100 combined exactly um one thing that i did note that joe said after he's like oh i'm gonna do this and make all this money and i think uh robbie was saying oh you just want to do something for a dollar and he go and his and i wrote this down his reply was the things i'd do for a dollar <laughs> i know <laughs> I, like, I wrote that what? down as well it's that what <laughs> prostitution i'm assuming that's what he's talking about i, know. I, I don't know he, it was like it's well disturbing. but it's also he's a promoter and you know like promoting you know can be pretty dodgy I mean, he's a dodgy, pimp uh, industry well you, 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 maybe. there's a part where joe also goes joe goes i've got a little proposition for you uh, and then i think it was keith um that go or kalia one, one of the two go we haven't got any money did you guys pick up on that one like <laughs> what, what the hell proposition is that that was that was the same time when joe walks up and Kylie goes, watch out, he's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably one of my favourite lines so far. It oh was God, so it's disturbing. It's more disturbing than the ghost. It really but is. You know when What's... they were in the car, just before they the scene in the car, it shows Keith and Kylie walking towards the car. Mm. And the first thing that popped in my mind was he holds the door open for her. And have you guys seen Death Proof? The no. Tarantino yeah, yeah. movie. It's, it's the it only Tarantino film I haven't seen. And I thought in my I think head, we watched okay, it together. St- yeah, it'd be strange if you know, like, <laughs> like this perverse idea in my head of like <laughs> Keith is serious, like secretly some serial killer, like the guy from Death Proof. And then the next scene, <laughs> he's going, and it was like <laughs> that entire scene made no sense. Is, by the way, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> He's what were they killer. doing? Were they trying to act it out? Were they just I, like imagining stuff? Was, was that the point? Pretty of the sure thing? they were, yeah. Because Joe ended up walking up to them and, and just talking to them through the window. So they weren't actually driving, obviously. Because <laughs> well, that would have been an interesting us. little twist. Like, oh, <laughs> it's not okay, they, they, people can talk to them, and now they're actually driving as well. Wow. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> Mike's back for the week. <laughs> they weren't actually driving that car. That was stationary. <laughs> Hey, we're teaching kids things, okay? We're teaching our children things. When they're talking about um, ghosts and whatnot, there's a part where Leonard is, like, staring at the window in the dark. Yeah, in the I house. remember that. 
Why was he in the dark staring out the window? It was so <laughs> like probably because he's got a hot neighbor, pick- duh. Joe, hot neighbor, Joe, hot neighbor, Joe, Joe, it's Joe. <laughs> he's staring at Joe. Ah, I figured it out. I figured it out. <laughs> he's well, still this is in the a very closet. Revealing podcast, indeed. Now we're gonna have to watch for these little hints. Now he's been watching Joe from the dark window. So do you reckon Leonard's actually gay? That that would explain why oh, he doesn't make plot, any moves on Robbie. Yeah, it'd be a pretty good plot twist. Oh yeah, that that explains it because I'm sure if he made a move, it would be successful. <laughs> I don't know. Bunsen <laughs> bit uh, Bun- Bunsen burner card tricks in a with tantric lighting is a bit of a move to me. Well, maybe it was, but you know, I I didn't quite understand the relationship because when their sheets got stolen, Robbie specifically said, "Are they're stealing our sheets?" Now I don't know if something else is going on there, or whether they're just you know housemates who happen to have shared sheets, as one does. Well, do you know that what? Was like a bit actually, odd saying our sheets, uh, I didn't pick up on that. And and you know the other thing about Leonard, as a strange cat that he is, mm-hmm. he seems to love to use the word digital in every device that he creates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so last week he had that digital digital volume enhancer this week he has another device which we won't ruin that has the words digital in it as well uh, you know, i don't know what he why he's i mean these are electronics why does he have to say digital we don't say digital apple iphone that makes that's insane it, so, it is insane i'm sensing a running joke here something could be going on <laughs> but at the same time i mean this is the 90s when digital shit wasn't as prevalent so it could, it could have just been made. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's kind of like saying I don't know, 3D nowadays. It's like going, it's a 3D projector. <laughs> it's a 3D this, 3D that. It's a digital TV. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, I guess yeah, that did happen. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm going to be maybe I shot my wad too. Reading quickly. into it, maybe I don't. We'll we'll, we'll find out in the the following when, thirteen episodes in the when, season. When the Ferals were rehearsing being ghosts, because they were trying to obviously scare Joe, um, yeah, I liked how Mixie's sheet had ear, like her ears were sticking yeah. in parts of the <laughs> yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was now, awesome. what kind of sheet is made like that? I just love the <laughs> fact that there's a custom-made sheet for her to wear that they've obviously made to put the ears into. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I just wonder that person who was making it if they were like, "Yep, this was my life's goal <laughs> to be sewing a sheet that can perfectly fit this puppet's ears <laughs> in the stupid plotline to make it seem like they're ghosts." My job hey, in life is done. That's more of an achievement than anything I've achieved. Yeah, same. Life, so. same. That's true. That's true. Um, that's true. If we're at that, the pub, that would probably win. <laughs> in the same scene, I I think it's the first chance, the first time I really noticed. The jacket that Radis is wearing. It's an awesome jacket. It makes him look like a, just like a badass. Like a full on badass. He, yeah. He's a badass. It's he's awesome. Punk. It's like this, you know, awesome punk black jacket. And well, that's know, very mad. Very mad maxi, I think. Yeah. Well, that's something that you guys both mentioned last week, and I was noticing it more this week about, like, just the styling of the characters with uh, Moddy, and she's got all the earrings, like the upper earrings, not the, you know, the normal sort of lower earrings. And really, very detailed, but also really rebellious. Like, I guess it is feral, but, you know, it's it's pretty cool, though. I liked it. He reminds me of um, uh, 
the young ones guy the guy from the young ones um rick oh, i forget his name rick james <laughs> rich he reminds me of rick james <laughs> bitch. I, I wish i had two more <laughs> hands so give them titties You're four titties. thumbs down <laughs> Uh, they cut that part out. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me, and then I'll just scream it out. Darkness. In the night and no one will hear me. <laughs> hey, bitches, come say hello to Charlie Murphy. Yeah, fourth wall breaks, and he, I love how he actually this time he actually hit his head on the uh, back <laughs> back window as well when he was doing the ah oh, bang. Really, really uh, well choreographed. I reckon. Yeah. So, like, I guess at this point of the episode, this is where Leonard and Robbie concoct a plan to sort of, you know, scare everyone, I guess, and uh, bend to their will of what they want. Uh, I don't think there was anything in between these points, everyone. was there? I can't remember. Uh, not, not really. Uh, the only thing was a really sexist joke that Joe made, which for some reason I remembered, which was, <laughs> who's heard of, of half these historical figures, especially the women, right? Like, <laughs> Did he say I, that? Yeah. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he said I it. I was like, that. what a dick. <laughs> Yeah, he really? Did. Yeah, yeah. Look at it again. He said wow. exactly that. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Trust I, I you to you... pick up on that. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know why. I just picked up a whole bunch of little things. It just was one of the ones how's I wrote. That, how's that thesis? How's that thesis on gender issues? <laughs> it's going really going. well. <laughs> Clearly, you're taking good notes. <laughs> no, I think so, in yeah. between the only thing that was really happening was when they tried to scare. Joe and he scared them in return. So just lots of very similar scenes in this episode. Um, yeah, it was it, very like it was pretty boring. Let's be real. Like the episode was pretty flat for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah it it was very one note. Yeah, just yeah. just hey, let's do an episode about ghosts, and that's pretty much all it was. It, it was, but there were parts Ooh. that literally actually made me laugh. Like there's a part where. Uh, Darren goes, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the sound made it hard to hear, but he goes, I am the bulky ghost of Iron Lil's mom. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. Like, watch that bit again. I that. At least I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what he said. I, I, I listened to it like three or four times. I replayed it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he goes, I am the bulky ghost of Iron Lil's mom. <laughs> Again, I did not hear like, that. Right I didn't hear that. Yeah, check it out again. See what what that Darren is, says. That's crazy. So that that actually when, just made me laugh. Like a few bits in this, compared to the first episode, definitely made me laugh a bit more. When Robbie and um, Leonard, or when Robbie basically, when they try to get them to go to the tip to you know to do their plan, and they they go into the Ferrell's shed and they start doing that big voiceover that scares them. Robbie goes. I am Iron Bark, and I swear I thought she was gonna. <laughs> it sounded like she was gonna go. <laughs> I, I am Iron Man. I just couldn't take it seriously after that. It was awesome. <laughs> well, that was the whole build-up to the end of the episode, and. Man, that that ghost thing—it looks so weird and freaky. That so it was, was some freaky. projection. It's because it was that digital. Was super yeah, the, freaky. <laughs> it was from the digital ghost projector. Yep. <laughs> what I what I liked about that was when Leonard goes, "Oh, you know the old digital ghost projector, <laughs> like you know the old one that we have in the back shed, <laughs> that, like everyone yeah, does." Dusted it off. Oh, <laughs> that thing! Oh, you got me with oh, that, that old thing, thing that everyone seems to know about. 
So, so the whole <laughs> so, premise of that was that they they were scaring them and making them do things. That was so weird. I actually literally felt awkward where they were like, oh, okay, you know, the ferals can stay there forever and Joe had to agree. And then they go on this tangent of, oh, everyone has to hug. And it was like, okay, yeah. Cuddle, and then they have to everyone cuddle. has to kiss. And then everyone has to kiss. God. That was so I was like, weird. I was like, uh, mother of God, no. No. <laughs> it, was so, it was so weird. I know, I was... No, I'm serious. I was feeling awkward watching it. I was just like, this is, like, bizarre. It's like watching your parents make out. It's like out. some creepy... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very weird. <laughs> Although I did see your mum make out once, and that was pretty hot. <laughs> okay. I don't call you Mike Hawk for nothing. Um, no, the actual... Let's just say for one night it was ghost, hers. Huh? <laughs> the projection of the ghost. Projection. That... Scared that would have scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like I would have <laughs> been like, "What is that?" It it like looked like it had a big like beak or something. It was so <laughs> I freaky. Think it was a bell- I think it was a balaclava, but it looked really weird. Like it actually looked kind of cool. Like in the way that I don't even really know how they did it. It wasn't three D. It was you know they'd filmed it in another scene and then put mm, like some probably. like um. Like, I don't well, know. It'd be like the overlay with the cartoons and, and, and hand-drawn drawings that they do. Probably the same sort of thing. I mean, you know, this this mm. was 1995, was like 20 years after Star Wars came out. So I'm pretty sure they had some rudimentary special effects they could have used. We're, we're not talking <laughs> Hollywood blockbuster here, <laughs> No, but, you know, 20 years down the track, you'd think they'll have something readily available. Oh, it was it was well done. Um, and It was well as, done. As you said, Luke, when they're like, now you must kiss each other. And I, just before that, Joe's like, not me again. But he says it in like a cracking, <laughs> cracking voice. He's like, not me again. He's, yeah, that was he's just so weird. good. I, I think he's fantastic. He, no, he no, Joe, Joe's the best perfectly. guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the best character by a long stretch, I reckon. He's good. He's very funny. And then I yeah, you the got best, he's the best human character, but I think the I don't know who the best puppet is. I'll give it a couple more episodes. I quite like Darren actually. I think he's done well. <laughs> well, then you had uh, Leonard popped out and took some photos. Well, what didn't make sense to me was that Joe agreed to all this stuff, and as soon as he found out that it was Robbie and Leonard, he's like, "Oh, you, you guys are gone again. Like you guys are out the door." Like, yeah, well, that actually what does was the point make of sense. Taking the photos. Wasn't that kind no, of no. supposed well, to be leverage? I, I don't know about the fo- blackmail. The photos, I think, was just for them to just play a joke on them. But oh, okay. obviously, he said, "Oh, well, there's no money to be made anymore." So, so it shows that he's just doing it, everything for the money. So, mm. exactly the he's things he'd do, for, things he'd do for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> the pe- the people he'd do for a dollar. <laughs> so I guess that like wrapped up the plot line, like it. It was very, very linear and like, you know, there. I don't, you know, mostly with these kind of shows, even simple shows, they try to have one subplot line that is somewhat separate to the main plot line. This should, like, as far as I can remember, this is just one whole thing and you knew it was all coming. Pretty much, I mean, yeah. It is a kid show. I'm not trying to say it's uh, literature or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, the final part of the whole episode had Raddus destroying the negatives. Which also seems to well, be a bit of a theme that he's doing something mischievous at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was good, but 
What I didn't notice, and I'm guessing it was in the first episode, I didn't go back and check. In the credits, right? I'm not going to do this every episode, but I did notice something else in the credits again. <laughs> no, this, is, this has become a theme now. <laughs> no, no, because trust me, they're going to be using the, the same credit investigator. I, I, I saw D- Dave Dobbin showed his face again, so I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> Dave, good old Dave. <laughs> good old Dobbins. Um, the, the credits had somebody... Call, um, I can, I can't remember what their name is, but they were the puppet doctor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> their their job, their role was puppet doctor. Now, because I'm quite ignorant of how you know puppets work, I'm guessing. Okay, is that like a common term for people that repair puppets on set and everything? Probably. So I yeah. Google it. I cannot find that anywhere. I can't find. Puppet doctor as being like a common term. If it is, then I'm happy to be uh, proven otherwise. But now it's made me really interested in <laughs> and a career as a puppet doctor. No, hey, I think if I put in puppet doctor and I've just got lots of pictures of doctors that are puppets. Okay, <laughs> not the actual role. So yeah, I I mean. It makes sense, someone yeah. who repairs it, but hmm, we'll see if it's there yeah, in the I'm just, next one. I'm going in through the credits now. They've got, like, puppet makers. But, yeah, that is weird about Puppet Doctor. Mm. Yeah, Puppet Doctor, Tina Matthews. I'm going to search yeah, Puppet search, Doctor. Search Tina, Tina up, yeah, see what... Search her up. Search her up. Search her up. Like a doctor. <laughs> Find out why. Here we go. What else she's done? I, um... The first uh, uh, Google result is an interview with Tina Matthews, um, puppet maker and puppet doctor for shows like Bananas and Pajamas. So and there you Ferris. go. It's a real word. Puppet doctor there is an go. actual occupation. That's so awesome. As I said, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but um, yeah, that's I thought that was really interesting. So we'll have to get in touch with this, Tina Matthews. And also just looking through the credits, now that you've piqued my interest, there's also... A person whose role is continuity. <laughs> continuity? Of which there was none between episode one and two. <laughs> they should have hired that person it's for like, the X-Men. Sounds the fact that... About that. <laughs> the, the, the that guy X-Men got fired movies, by episode three. You know, any... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say Star Wars. I think they need to hire that person. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. I don't know. Maybe Maybe they have other roles. I'm not sure. I was going to say, yeah, they, they, it seems odd that <laughs> that there would be somebody whose sole role on one kid's puppet show would be continuity. <laughs> yeah, but, but someone hey, has to do they, it, yeah. Someone, someone's got to look at those kind of details. Do a bit of QA. I think it's just the writers. Yeah, but you know what writers are like. They drink a couple of whiskeys, do some pot, and yeah, they go on a lot of tangents. <laughs> I, I think we need to... <laughs> it sounds like you're a writer. After about 10 episodes, I think we need to give that continuity person a grade. You know, like a yeah. A, A+. Plus, because That's we're going to have to try okay. to pick up on continuity errors. And the only defense they have, because it's their sole role on the show, from it's what we can role. tell, is if they've played the episodes out of order, as you said, Luke. Well, I mean, even the start of the episode, to me, didn't feel very continuous. Weren't the referrals <laughs> going to get kicked out on the Saturday? Yeah. Like, the next day? 
And it felt like, like what Mike was saying, that we'd join the show again 10 months later. And then, like, mm. you know, <laughs> had 50 plots in between. That's, trying that's to get rid of Joe good and continuity. Joe trying to get rid of them. Well, Joe's a, he's a big-time promoter. He has to go on tours. You know, he's not always guess, around. Yeah. Exactly. Loopholes. Baby animals and everything. <laughs> baby animals. I wouldn't... They're not quite baby animals. <laughs> no, no. I think you... I think that went over your head. Me, Whoosh! <laughs> I'll, I'll have to add a sound effect for that. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, me, I sitting there going, what did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> Dan, you Dobbins. <laughs> Go back and listen to the first episode, me, you might get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dan, you Dobbins. <laughs> Anything music related will blame Dobbins. Exactly. So I guess that's the end of the episode. Um, like as as will be tradition, we're gonna give it a rating out of ten. Um, I'm gonna start it off this time. I'm gonna give it four radishes out of ten. Oh really? Wow. I actually I thought guys? it was I yeah, thought it was well, more entertaining than the first one. Note. So I'd give it a six. I, well, I think you gave it... the last one seven, didn't you? Hey, shut up. <laughs> I would, I would, um, yeah, me, I, <laughs> check your history. What are you doing? I have bad memory. I, um, I would actually give it, I'm going to go in the middle. I'm going to go five. I probably mm. would have gone a four, but I thought Darren saved it. I thought the, uh, the actual work they did in the puppetry and everything for Darren was really good. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Same. And, and the jokes, the fact that I laughed a few times, like properly laughed at some of the stuff that went on. <laughs> No, because like the first episode, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is kind of funny, I guess, if you were a kid in the 90s. But this one I actually laughed. I thought this is hilarious. Some of the stuff he's been saying. It's really good. By the you way, just need some I'm... sexist comments. No, it wasn't those ones. <laughs> <laughs> it was the stuff that Darren was <laughs> saying. True. Yeah, that gets me in the mood every time. <laughs> um, one, thing, one thing I did notice in the episode is there was a couple of times when I thought Joe was doing lots of like gangster hand signals. <laughs> okay, I didn't notice that. It's a part where he's like, <laughs> when when he's like, no way. When the projection uh, of the ghost came up, I swear it looked like he, like he went no way, like with an east side. Okay, hand signal. Well, he's worried that know. he's worried the the ghost is with the Crips and he's with the Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe it's just me like picking up on something that doesn't exist, but I'm gonna watch for it next episode. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm so watching for that. Is he is he representing? Maybe he is missing Sonny. Oh shit, my ass well, gotta get was... popped. Talking about like looking at the continuity, judging this continuity, or oh, the lack person. thereof. <laughs> I was like That's trying continuity. to see. If... Well, I don't know. Yeah, they uh... should, like what? The, look, the thing is, the biggest thing I don't understand is why is Joe just not kicking them out. Like, if he wants to get rid of well, them. Well, probably like, because they would kind of shorten the season to about three episodes. <laughs> that's one <laughs> reason. Episode. That's not continuity. That's just lack of storytelling. <laughs> it's <laughs> Believability. Continuity, you know, is if, uh, you know, Robbie's suddenly is learning how to play guitar, you know? It's all yeah. like something is wrong. Or if someone it's, said it, something or work. did something or is just keeping notes of all of that stuff, I'd imagine. So you can reference it later on and you don't contradict it. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that this show is going to become, you know... it. 
I think uh, we're going to be able to look at this in the annals of Arrested Development in terms of, you know, continuity, <laughs> long-term <Yeah>. jokes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to be able to look at the last episode and see references they made to the very first episode. All because of this continuity person. Let's Stay tuned gonna, and find out. Him. 15 weeks from we're now. We're going to give him a grade. Awesome. Yeah, no, I reckon, I reckon you're 100% right. I reckon, like, at the end of, like, episode 30, you know, Joe's actually been a con artist. You know, he turns around and says, you know, look at my name. It's it's obviously a joke. Do you not get it? Like, you idiots. Oh, I was joking major twist. I was joking, you fools. <laughs> That's a twist. <laughs> Not sure what he's trying to get. I at really hope they so. do that. Is um M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong in the credits for the thirtieth episode? <laughs> exactly. Well, he is getting into TV, isn't he? So this is just this was the precursor that he did twenty oh, years before. Imagine, imagine a super gritty reimagining the Ferals done like Game of Thrones style or Breaking wow. Bad style. No, do you know what I'd like? I'd like if they redid it all with live animals. And what, what, with strings attached to them. Dance, puppet. And they and they get Morgan Freeman to do the commentary. Yeah. No, it's like Mr. Ed style. Just put some peanut butter in their mouths or something. Pedro would like definitely that. not shut that down. Or, or um, like Milo and Otis where, you know, it's actually made in Japan and they killed off like about 20 kittens and oh, 20 puppies. God. But nobody knows the true story. <laughs> I know. When I heard about that, I was like, oh my it's god, horrible. that's dark. That's really it's dark. It's not proven, it's not proven. Well, does anyone else have any comments about this episode? I think I'm fine. Um, I think we need to, uh, you know, I I think by, say, the fifth or sixth episode, we'll see if it's really going to follow the same kind of one-topic formula of these episodes. So, mm. we'll see. I thought that this was still a pretty decent episode. It just compared to the other episode, I don't think it was quite as good. Hmm. So No, from my recollection, they do the classic main plot, subplot kind of, you know, thing that most of these type of sitcoms do. If you want to call this a sitcom, I don't know. It's a comedy. Like a um, Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, it's, a, it's to that level. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say that. There is a bit of a twist in that. I love how it builds the story and then there's a little twist and... Something that happens at the start comes and bites him in the ass later on. I think it's really good like that. Well, uh, Keith kind of looks like Larry David. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Well, I just Come like, on, Kyles. <laughs> Come on, Kyles. I actually didn't notice the, the budgie smuggler in the first episode. Um, it's back. And it made me think about Tony Abbott's budgie smuggler. But then the fact that he's actually got... A baby blue color, which is more syn- synonymous with l- the liberals, rather than <laughs> Tony Abbott's red mm. budget smuggler, which is you know more synonymous with the, with you, the Labor Party. Just a little weird talk- reference there. Talking about Tony Abbott's budget smuggler, it's still fresh in my memory. <laughs> All right, well, I think that wraps up the episode. Yep. Yeah, I'm that was good. Done. All right, cool. I'm gone. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Press stop. <laughs> no worries. See you. All right, see ya. See ya.